Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Good. Can somebody say amen? Good new faces, amen. And so it's a new season. It really is a new season, amen. It's always good to end in uh, uh, the the year, amen, with with people coming into the church, amen, that we can start off 2024, man. That happened. There it goes. Somebody stole my voice, amen. Jesse, one, two. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look at it. I'm getting, I'm getting directions from my grandson. Hallelujah. <laughs> Turn it off. Turn it back on. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. That's all right. Took authority. Amen. But it, it's just good to be in the house of God. Amen. So I'm, I'm going to jump right into our message. Amen. Last Sunday, if you were here, amen, I ministered on the perfect gift. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, look, Jesus was the perfect gift for us. Amen. And today, amen, I want to minister a message entitled The Perfect Love. Amen. The perfect love. We had the perfect gift. Now the perfect love. Amen. John 3, 16 and 17 says this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Amen. God so loved the world. God so loved you and I that he sent the perfect love to come and set us free. Amen. Come on. He sent perfect love. Amen. So that we can feel love and that we're able and able to love others and share about his love. Amen. Come on. First John 4:19 says this, we love because he first loved us. Come on. We know how to love because of Jesus. Come on. We don't love like the world loves. Amen. We love no matter what. It's unconditional, this love that I'm speaking about today, because in the world, amen, the world is conditional. But with God is unconditional. So it doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, amen, how naughty you've been, or how nice you've been. God loves you. Come on, somebody. Somebody says, yes, hallelujah. So God loves us or gave us his love so that we can love, and his love sets us free. God's love is the source of all human love, and it spreads like fire. Come on, this season that we're in, we're reminded that God sent perfect love through a child that was born unto us, a son that was given to us. Come on, for God sent his only begotten son, amen. God sent his perfect love at the right time. Somebody say right time. The right time to empower us through Jesus Christ. God chooses the time. Come on, somebody. I mean, I mean that God is specific. 
Come on. God chose the time when Jesus would come to the earth. Come on. He chose the place where he would be born. Come on. It's not by accident that Jesus came during this season. We celebrate him. And it was purpose and it was chosen by God that he would send perfect love to earth. Galatians chapter 4, 4 and 5 says this. When the right time. Somebody say right time. Come on. When the right time came. The time that God decided on, he sent his son, born of a woman, so that he can adopt us as his very own children. God waited just until just the right time. Somebody say right time again. To send Jesus Christ. Ecclesiastics 3.1 says everything. Somebody say everything. Everything that happens in this world happens at the time God chooses. Come on. God is never too late, never too early, but right on time. Come on, did he come to the right time for you? Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody can testify right now that God came at the right time. Amen. You know, I was, I was about to go out. Amen. I was about to go under. Amen. I was about to get shackled up. Amen. But then right at the right time, God sent somebody to send his word to me. God sent somebody to remind me about his love. He chose the right time. He knew that if this did not happen, something worse was going to happen. Come on, somebody say amen. It was just the right time. You got the, you got the right phone call. You got a right word from somebody. Come on, you got something that came on the TV. Whatever it was, that was God speaking to you at the right time. Come on, God is so good. Come on, somebody. Come on. We live in a world of fear right now. And you got to know everything that took place right now is all God. Amen. They did not know my notes. They didn't know what I'm preaching on. And so you're going to see how it's all going to add up today and connect because God chooses when to do that. Come on, somebody. Come on. We live in a world right now of fear. Amen. Fear is gripped. The hearts of people, what took place at our university, the tornado of Tennessee of yesterday, the fear that's in this world, the fear that's in this, the church, amen. Not that we don't love God, amen, but the spirit of fear has worked its way into the lives of Christians and the church. Come on, we, we come in here, but hey, we got, we, there's Christians today, there's disciples today that are walking to the house of God. They love God, but there's a fear inside of them of what's going on in their world. There's a fear inside of them for what's going on in their households. Come on, somebody, somebody say amen. Come on, uh, we hear on the news, amen, uh, people deal with worry, people deal with anxiety, people deal with fear, amen, whether it's your health, amen, or, or the health of others, amen, family issues, money issues, come on, we're worried and have fear over our children, amen, uh, come on, we're, there's even a fear already, this year hasn't ended, we're all fearing for 2024, come on, what are we going to do in 2024? Come on, what's going to happen in 2024? What's going to happen in our marriage? What's going to happen to my children? What's going to happen in our finances? We're already thinking 2024, and we're not even enjoying 2023. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, you're already thinking ahead of the worries, the anxieties, the fear, and God is with us. So don't fear. 
Come on, we're, we're worrying too much. Tell your neighbor, you're worrying too much. You're worrying of things that are not even happening yet, yet you're predicting them to happen. Listen, if you put your mind to how you're thinking, it'll happen to you. Come on, somebody. Come on. But God, somebody say God. God sent his perfect love that we are reminded during the season to help us with those fears. First John chapter 4, 18 through 19. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love. Somebody say perfect love. Perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. And the ones who fear are not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Come on, listen church. The ultimate punishment of the fear is the separation from God. Come on. But I'm here to remind you, come on somebody, that those who believe in Jesus, come on, any believers in this house, come on, that fear has passed. Perfect love casts out all fear. Somebody say all fear. Come on, it doesn't say some fear. Come on, it doesn't say if you're scared of snakes, that's it. Come on, this is all fear. Anything that you deal with, anything that gives you anxiety, anything that gives you worry. Come on, God sent his perfect love and that perfect love casts all all fear out of your life. Amen. So you don't need to trip. I don't know why I get raspy when I start preaching. I'm good all week and I get up here and like, devil's just trying to shut my mouth. But you know what? Shut up, devil. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach the word. Listen, if you're afraid of facing certain situations in your life or a person in your life, God's perfect love can help you put your fears at rest. Come on, somebody. Come on. Christmas is a time to release those fears because of perfect love that was sent to help us put our minds at ease. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody just take a deep breath. Don't that feel good? Some of you guys haven't done that for a long time. I think you've been holding your breath all year long. You don't want to let go. You don't want to even let God in. See, when you inhale, you inhale God's power when you blow away all the bad stuff, church. See, that's the problem with some of us, amen. We don't know how to breathe. We don't know how to relax. Come on, some of, you, some of you guys are so tight. You walk tight. Hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, some of you guys even make noises. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I don't know. You got to relax. Just, just let it out. Some of you guys are wa- holding it in and walking like you got it all together. And you don't got it. Just let it out, man. Okay. Come on. Yeah, I gained some weight. It's okay. I love Jesus. Hallelujah. Got to relax. Come on, somebody. 
Christmas, this time of year that we celebrate, is is here to help us to release all fears, amen, because of the perfect love that was sent to us, amen. You see, the very first thing that the angel of the Lord said to the shepherd boys in Luke chapter 2, the night when the light shined around them, the first thing he said to them was what? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Other translation says, let all fear go. One translation says, release your anxiety. One translation says, chill. That's the PTA translation. Pastor Art translation. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, chill. Come on, just, just chill out. Come on, look at somebody and say, man, you need to Relax. Some of you need to tell yourself, relax. Come on. How many need to get relaxed in this place? Come on, listen, listen, come on. It's been a hard year. It's been another rough one, amen. There's things that are going on in our life, in our world, amen. And it can get us all uptight, amen. But Christmas is a time to release those things. To bring a joy back into our heart. To know that there is hope in Jesus. Come on, somebody. This is not the end, amen. This is not the finished part, amen. Come on, we're going to glory land. Come on, somebody. Know who you belong to and know who you're going to. He says, I prepare a place for you. That where I am, you'll be. I tell people at my, at my job, amen. I said, man, God's preparing me a mansion. What are you talking about? Oh, man, I'm going to live on Hallelujah Lane. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. He's preparing a place for me. He's preparing a place for you. Come on, church. Luke chapter 2, verse 9 and 10 says, The angel appeared to the shepherds, and they were terrified. They were freaking out. They got filled with anxiety. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. The angel knew that perfect love was being brought into this world in the form of a baby. Remember, perfect love casts out what? All fears. Every single fear, everything that you're dealing with. Jesus is that perfect love church. Almost every time Jesus would say something to someone, amen, the first thing he would say to them, fear not. Do not be afraid. Why? Because when it comes to God, people trip out. Come on. You talk to people about God right now, they freak out, amen. They don't want to hear about end times. they're, 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 They're so, man, they're so just, that's how they are. They're just full of just, they're uneasy. There's no joy inside of them. Everybody's uptight. But it's sad that it snuck into the church. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Come on, look at somebody say, stop it, grouchy. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. It's not coincidence that we celebrate Christmas at this time of year, amen. Do you think God picked this time of year because it's nicer? Cooler, prettier because of the snow on the mountains. Come on, why not Christmas in the middle of the year? Right? Wouldn't that be different? Wouldn't that be a trip? Right? 
Christmas in the middle of the year during summer. I think Santa would be a little different, right? He'd probably be all buffed out with little red shorts and a muscle shirt. Amen, huh? Come on. Right? Come on. Instead of being fat and jolly, be all full of himself. No, no. God, listen. God is specific. He chose this time of year not because it's a prettier season. God is preparing us to end the year and start a new year. Listen, of not being afraid. What are you afraid about? What's going into your mind right now? What, what, what are you seeing in 2024? What are you, what are you worried? What, what are the concerns of your life right now? I mean, we all have worries, right? And concerns. I'm not saying we don't deal with those, but we shouldn't live there, amen. We got to understand that perfect love came. And it should give us peace of mind that, you know what? We're going to end a new year, this year, amen, being reminded of a Savior that was born unto us, amen. And I'm going to go into 2024, 2024, amen, you know what? Without any fear. Without any doubt. God, you're going to do something in my life. God, you're going to fix my marriage. God, you're going to do something in my finance. God, you're going to save my son. You're going to save my daughter. Come on. We got to go with that kind of intention. Despite of what you see, you got to say, my daughter's delivered. My son's delivered. My family's getting saved. Come on, church. It's to remind us to put our trust back on him. He sent his perfect love, and he says, you know what? Kids, son, daughter, it's going to be okay. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to be okay. Tell yourself, tell yourself, it's going to be okay. I got to remind myself some once in a while, it's going to be all right. It's going to be good. Looks a little shaky out there. Devil's just trying to do some things, but it's going to be okay. Come on. Holy Spirit says, it's going to be okay. Man, my friend always comes and says, it's going to be okay, son. It's all right. Come on, just keep on. Just keep on. Come on. Some of you guys, you need, you, some of you guys need to worship at home, man. Come on. You, some of you guys need to worship on, in your car. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Some of you guys just worship when you get here like, oh, I forgot about that song. Man, you should know the songs. Hallelujah. Some of you guys need some joy in your life. Come on, put on your favorite jam of whatever you had in the past that will rekindle something inside of you and wake you up, amen, and be reminded of a perfect love that was sent for us, amen, that we can start to rejoice and enjoy life, amen, and not be all bitter and worried, amen, but that love that removes that, church. All you got to do is believe. Do you believe that? Or do you doubt now? Come on. We got to be believers, church. God is a good God. Come on. I don't care where you're going through. I don't care what your bank account says. I don't care what the doctor said. He's still a good God. Hallelujah. Come on. He's a faithful God. So this Christmas, listen, church, God wants to cast out all fear in your life. He wants to remove all the doubts. He wants to take care of anxiety that's in your life. 
All those things that I just talked about are from the enemy, not from God. The devil brings fear. The devil brings doubt. The devil causes anxiety inside of you. And he laughs at you. Come on, you're not supposed to be bound by anxiety. You're not supposed to be bound by fear. You're supposed to be set free, amen, and full of joy. Hallelujah. Come on, tell the devil, get out. Get out, get out, amen. And let the Holy Spirit break that in you, church. He wants to remove and cast out all fear. Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, he says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love and of a sound mind the Greek word for fear here in this verse does not refer to reverent fear which is often associated to the fear of the Lord but the fear in this verse right here church refers to being a coward timid scared God this Christmas Christmas hallelujah Thank you for not laughing. <laughs> Come on. Hallelujah. God this Christmas wants to remove fear. Because perfect love was sent, church. And he wants to give you this Christmas power, love, and a sound mind. Come on, somebody. How many can use those gifts this Christmas? Come on, somebody say power. Come on. He wants to come to you. And he wants to take that fear and anxiety from you. And he wants to give you power. Come on. He wants to give you love. And he wants to give you a sound mind. Come on. How many say, how about me? I want that. Come on. Come on. It's just not power for some people, love for some and sound. No, he wants to give you that whole package to you. Come on, he says, give me your fears, give me your anxiety. Come on, exchange them, and I'll give you power, I'll give you love, and I'll give you a sound mind. Come on, you ever get a Christmas gift? They said, man, I need to exchange this. <laughs> Come on, tell the devil, I need to exchange this, amen. God didn't give me fear. God didn't give me doubt. God didn't give me anxiety. I'm trading this in, amen. God, you can have this. Give me power. Give me love. Give me a sound mind. Come on, hallelujah. Some of us are losing our minds. Come on. Let's, 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 let's relax. Let's chill out. And let's embrace this perfect love in our lives that he can cast out those things within us, church. He wants to remove those things and give you these things. See, before Paul's death, Paul writes a letter of encouragement to Timothy, his disciple. Timothy's a young guy, but he's very timid, and he has a shy personality. And Timothy feels uneasy, listen, about his responsibilities as a disciple. So Paul always has encouraged Timothy of who he is and know who he is in Christ. I mean, we need more brothers and sisters like that. To tell our brothers, hey amen, know who you are, know who you belong to. Paul was that kind of disciple uh, to, 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 to Timothy. This is how he discipled him. See, if you go back to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Don't let, and this is Paul talking to Timothy, don't let anyone think of you less because 
how young you are. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. See, Paul does not want fear to stifle Timothy's ministry or the gifts from God that are within him. So he addresses Timothy's spirit of fear. In our text in 2 Timothy 1.7, Paul speaks of the fear of sharing the gospel. Come on, in the midst of persecution. Church, we, say I, we have a responsibility of sharing the gospel. Come on, we cannot let the spirit of fear, come on, move in on what we think people are going to think about or what they might say, amen, or stop us from sharing the gospel. Yesterday, man, I, I'm at work and my, my boss, my manager comes to me. We're talking. So he comes to with me with this question. And he says, okay, real quick, with, without thinking, amen. Think of a, a girl's name right away without thinking. I said, any name? Yeah, any name. I said, Maria. <laughs> my wife. Hallelujah. And so and they looked at me and they said, you passed. Everyone else failed. They were asking all these boys, and they were, asking, they were saying, Marianne, Ginger, I don't know, amen. They were saying different things, but I, I said, my wife. And they said, yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah, but yeah. But then I started sharing with them. I said, you know why my wife? Because she's my hero. My wife prayed for me. My wife sought for me. Let me tell you, and I started to share my testimony that we got saved together. And then I backslid for 10 years. And I said, this woman stood faithful. This woman kept pursuing God for my salvation. So the first thing that comes to my mind is my wife. And so then I opened the door and then I started just sharing my whole testimony. And this dude starts crying. And he goes, Art, you just gave me chills. And I said, I didn't give you chills. The Holy Spirit gave you chills. And he, God touched him. And he said, I got to get away. And he, I mean, he, he got scared. He was tripping out what was going on inside of him. Church. We have something to share. With all the bad news that's in the world today, amen, how many know that some people, or maybe I say all people, need to hear some good news? Hallelujah. Come on. Remember the text I read in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. It says, when the angels of the Lord told the shepherd boys, don't be afraid. Let all fear go. Come on, release your anxiety. It goes on to say in Luke 2, 10 and 11, it says, why? Because I come to bring you some good news that will bring some great joy for all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. That's the good news, church. This season is to remind us, to remind the world of a Savior that was born unto us. Come on. We cannot let the spirit of fear, a spirit of being timid, stop us from sharing the gospel or stop you from believing. Come on. You ever stop believing? Come on. It's okay. Come on. We can be saved and we certain see certain things in our life. We, we stop believing like there is no God. Come on. Is it just me? Come on. You're not that, that spiritual. 
Come on, we're human. Hallelujah. Come on, the devil lies to me as he lies to anybody else. Hallelujah. But you got to gather your thoughts and say, no, 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 devil. I still believe. I'm going to hang out. Amen. I'm going to hang on. Amen. And know that God's going to move. I believe in the gospel. Anybody believe in the gospel? <clears throat> Timothy was frightened to the calling of sharing the gospel. Come on, in addition to his anxiety, Timothy dealt with anxiety. He dealt with a, a timid personality. So Paul encourages Timothy by reminding him of the heritage of faith that his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice provided, amen, and set as an example of faithfulness to God throughout Timothy's life. Come on, it says in 2 Timothy 1.5, if we go the verses before, it says, I remember your genuine faith. For you shared the faith that was first filled in your grandmother Lois and now your mother Eunice. And I know that the same faith continues strong in you. Church, it's important to, to remind each other, church, listen, of the rich inheritance of faith that God has provided throughout our journey. Come on, that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And that's inside of you all. It's inside of you. Come on, you may not believe it at times, you may not feel it at times, but I'm telling you, it's inside of you. And so he's reminding him of that, amen, that same spirit that was passed down from your, from your grandmother to your mother, that faith that they have, and they show so faithfully, and so, and serve so faithfully, it's inside of you, Timothy. It's inside of you. See, God didn't give you fear. He gave you power. He gave you love. And he gave you a sound mind. Come on, we may have walked in all crazy. We may have walked in like, man, you know what we were, amen. But when, when I got saved, sound mind came to me. Come on, I didn't think as crazy as I was thinking. Let me tell you, there was a miracle that took place, amen. There should be a miracle that when you come to the altar and you believe that God's going to set you free and remove the fear and remove the doubt and put your life back together, if you're crazy enough to believe the gospel and be crazy enough that he can do something in your life, let me tell you, a miracle takes place. Takes place, church. He says, man, this faith... He writes about that Lois and Eunice, sincere faith lives inside of Timothy. Paul's motivation in addressing Timothy, a uh, spirit of fear, amen, was not that he doubted his sincerity of faith, but he wanted to restore Timothy's courage. Come on. Just like us, man, I don't doubt you love God. I don't doubt that your sincerity have faith in God, but God wants to give you some courage. Courage to go out to the streets and the byways, amen. We can have courage here. We can yell all we want. But God needs you outside there, amen, to go to the schools and the universities or wherever you go. And they need to hear about the good news of Jesus, amen. Those people that died needed to hear the good news of Jesus. Come on. They need to be heard. The shooter needed to hear the good news of Jesus. He had anxiety. He has some issues. He has some problems. He needed the good news. Too much to handle. Too tight in life. Too many problems. He's about to get evicted. 
and they turned him down on the job in the university and he was overpowered so he took matters into his own hands. Church, there's people like that today. There's people in the church like that today with full of anxiety. God wants to set you free. God wants to remove the fears and the doubts that are inside his children so they can remind the, those out there that are lost and bound of a God that can set them free. And it's in you, church. It doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It's inside of you. Come on, once you're here, once you hear the good news, guess what? You can tell somebody about Jesus. Come on, you may not have to know it all and say, man, Jesus died for you. That's it. Hello? Sometimes we fear releasing our children to our schools now that things will happen. Releasing of letting anyone take care of our kids. And that's not how God wants us to live, church. We got to release. We got to trust God. Come on. And so when I pray, I pray for my children. I pray for you. I pray for my grandchildren when they go to school. I pray, God, the blood of Jesus over the school districts here in Clark County. Amen. I pray for the schools all over. I'm praying for universities. I'm praying for things. I say, God, I plead the blood of Jesus. But I also pray, amen, that people will step up and defend those that cannot defend themselves. Amen. And I pray, come on, somebody that are faith believer will start to share the gospel. I was blessed that my granddaughter, little Lene, she was going, she was doing something, saying things that she shouldn't be saying, amen. And a little girl with had boldness and went up to her. One of her friends says, Jesus loves you and he died for you. And it convicted my granddaughter. And she went to the restroom and started to cry. She had enough faith that says, man, Jesus died for me and I shouldn't be doing or acting like this. Comes home and tells her mom, your mom leads her to the Lord. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? This is what I pray for my grandchildren. I pray for all you guys, your kids. The world needs to hear the good news, church. Come on. Stop getting up tight with what's going on in your life and start to look at lives of others. Give ourselves. God will take care of you. God already has you. You just got to trust him. And God will take care of the rest, church. That's why he goes back and he, and he encourages Timothy in the, in the next verse after chapter 5 and verse 6. It says, therefore, I remind you, stir up the gift. That's within you. Come on, somebody. There's things inside of you that God birthed in you, gave you, and they're sitting there not being used. You want to feel excited about God. You want that, that thrill, amen, of a new convert and that thrill of the love of God and be reminded of a Savior that came, was born, and died and shed his blood for you, amen. Use and stir those gifts within you. And be used by God. Sarah, I was proud that you came up here and you prayed. I was proud of you because you have not prayed like that for a long time. God says, stir that gift. 
Stir that gift. It's inside of you, Sarah. You've been here since the very, she's been here for 22 years. She was the first one that walked into our church when we opened up, and she's still here today, and there's gifts inside of you. God says, stir them up, stir them up, Sarah. God wants to use you. Come on, open your heart, open your mind, open your house, open things up. God says, I want to use you. Got to stir it up, church. There's gifts inside of each one of us, amen, and we allow the time and we allow the seasons that we have gone through in 2020, 2021, 2022, going into 2023, it says, God, he says, stir them up. I need you. The world needs you. Your family, your church needs you. Church, stir up the gift. One translation says, fan his God-given gift into the flame. Listen, when gifts flourish, listen, they'll flourish when you surrender it to God. They fade away and they weaken when you allow fear to paralyze you. Fear can hinder the gift's effectiveness. That's why Paul goes on in the following verse. God did not give you the spirit of fear, Timothy. But he gave you a power, love, and a sound mind. Even the angel of the Lord said to the shepherd boys, don't be afraid. Don't be full of anxiety. Don't be terrified. I bring you great news of great joy. A Savior is born. The perfect love came to help us drive away fear, church. And Paul here tells Timothy that power, love, and a sound mind will help him flourish in what God, what he wants to do for God. We need to focus on the spirit who gives us power, love, and a sound mind, church. Remember, Jesus went back to the Father. He says, you know what? I'm going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send you who? The Holy Spirit, who's going to remind you of everything. He says, give me that fear, and I'll exchange it, and I'll give you power, and I'll give you love, and I'll give you a sound mind. This is what God wants to give you this Christmas. He wants to give you love. He wants to give you power, and he wants to give you a sound mind. See, the spirit of power produces bravery. Bravery is necessary to face and endure the dangers and the difficulties of life. The battles that we face, the trials that we go through. Come on, somebody say hello. Come on, the spirit of love fuels. Come on, uh, that sacrificial service towards God and for each other. Love keeps us going, church. Come on, come on. All we need is love. Come on. I remember young people getting married. How are we going to survive? Oh, we're going to live out by love. In reality, they're saying, I'm going to trust my mate. I'm going to trust my, 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 my spouse. We're going to make it. Love will carry us through. Love is what says we're not going to quit. Love doesn't say divorce. Love says we're going to make it. That's the love. Perfect love does that in marriages. Perfect love does that in our lives. Perfect love does it in our walk with God. I, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop because perfect love it died for me. He died for you. Lastly, the sound mind cultivates self-control. 
which is part of the fruit of the Spirit, right? It's the last part, self-control. I, I can't control it. Yes, you can. God, the, the Spirit, come on, the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. That's, one, that's part of the fruit of the Spirit. But Salman also cultivates alertness and truth. How many know that we need to be alert in these days that we're living at today? Come on, we need some truth inside of us because the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion seeking to devour, seeking to take people of the faith, people in the church out of the church and replacing it with doubt, with fear, and with worry. Come on, that's why we have to be alert. We got to be sharp, church. Come on, we got to go home. We got to pray. We got to read our word. We got to study our word. We got to meditate on the word. You got to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and with the Father and with the Son. Come on, church. You can't just live on it by coming here on a Sunday. You say, well, okay, that's good enough. Preach it, Pastor. Boom. I'm good. And Wednesday, uh. But for those that make it on Wednesday, oh, they get a little plug-in. Recharge. Come on. We can't live Sunday to Sunday. We got to gather. We need, I need people around me. Come on, to be accountable. Come on, somebody. Come on. Paul does not want the fear of man, the fear of death to keep Timothy or us from sharing the gospel. We shouldn't give in to the spirit of fear. When we focus our, on our anxieties or our own abilities to obey or follow Christ, fear and being timid are the results. When we yield to the spirit who gives us power, love, and a sound mind, then he calms us down. The world can be going crazy. But if I have the Spirit of God inside of me, it gives me power, love, and a sound mind. I can just sit there and relax. I can just chill out. Ain't you worried? Nope. Why? Because I don't have fear. I got power. I got love. And I got a sound mind. And I can go to my father for anything. And I can call on my best friend, the Holy Spirit, to help me through. And I can remember what the son done for me on that cross. So I can chill. I can whistle. I can go buy me a Happy Meal. <laughs> and I can eat it and enjoy it. Come on, somebody. It's only through God's strength that we can boldly and lovingly and accurately share the gospel. We may never allow fear to hinder us from sharing the gospel, church. Instead, let's rely on God to give us the courage. Amen. As I close today, be reminded of the perfect love that came during the season that we, you and I celebrate. Love that removes all fear, 
and the Holy Spirit that reminds us of that. God wants us to cast out fear today, but in exchange, he wants to give you love, he wants to give you power, and he wants to give you a sound mind. Amen? Come on, let's all stand up.